0: Hi, Lee. Hi, Dawn. Uh, you know, I have to say, you hit it on the head right there. It is all about opening up that conversation.
2: Yeah, so when we look at this as far as the one in five, that statistic, one in five adolescents, I would imagine these are even maybe down to the preteen level, like maybe 12-ish as kids come into those teen years, but and then adults as well. Um, Take me through it a little bit, talking about brain health, talking about consulting, having those difficult conversations. What do you recommend as far as opening up the conversations with family, loved ones, even your own kids or grandkids?
0: I think the, the best place to start is the brain is an organ, just like the heart is. And we've got to stop to think about brain health as being just like we think about our heart health or our insulin levels. Physical and mental health is tied. There is no physical health without mental health. And I think that's a great place to start a conversation. When you get that nausea in your stomach, you know it's okay if it's because you ate something that upset your stomach, mm-hmm. but is it okay if you've got that belly ache because you're anxious? Most people are very reluctant to go to work or school and share that. I think yeah. that it's, it, we live in such uncertain times. Yeah. And honestly, there's four things that get the brain in a dysregulated state. And that's the way I look at brain health. The brain's either regulated or dysregulated. Genetics, physical head trauma, anytime you hit your head. You don't even have to lose consciousness. You change the way the brain's wiring and firing. That's how I got into doing what I do. The third is emotional trauma, and I certainly don't wish that on anybody, but we all have it. And the fourth thing is stress. And in the last three years, our stress level, not only in the States but globally, Mm -hmm. our suicide rates are going up, our drug use is going up. We're, we're looking for ways to self-medicate, and those aren't the healthiest ways.
2: And I saw that, uh, you know, JAMA had come out with some new studies talking about adults with depression and seeing, you know, the spike in adults feeling depressed. And I'm not just talking about, oh, I'm having a down day, feeling a little blue. Moderate or, or even severe cases at higher risk of dying from for example cardiovascular disease so can you explain the connection between that because I think a lot of people don't connect the dots as far as heart health brain health and depression
0: absolutely and that ties into the point I made earlier the brain is an organ just like the heart and the brain tell, the brain runs the body the brain is in charge of everything and when our brain when we're suffering from anxiety or depression then we're pro- we can be in a fatigued state we're not getting the proper amount of sleep that we need sleep and nutrition that's the foundation for the brain the brain only weighs 3 pounds it's 80% water so many clients come into the brain performance center and one of the first things that I'll say is how's your sleep do you drink water oh yeah i drink coffee every morning <laughs> well, um, coffee is a dehydrator What I'm trying to get you to do is hydrate But it's just It's lack of it's lack of information mm-hmm. And I think it's lack of recognition Of the importance I mean, I can't tell you how many people Say, well, that's so simple mm-hmm. And my response to that is Well, what's wrong with that? It doesn't have to be complex But the world we live in Has gotten very complex And sometimes I think that To find the right answer, it's got to be something really, really hard, and it's not. I think that when we start having conversations about mental health is physical health. Public health, which we're very concerned about, is mental health. It's all tied together. And I wrote a book about three years ago, Turn Your Brain On to Get Your Game On, Mm -hmm. because it's okay to not be okay. But yeah. it's not okay if you don't do anything about it.
2: And so as far as that, and I know that what you eat, your nutrition also impacts your sleep health and your your sleep, which affects your health, obviously. But, you know, are you somebody who says, yeah, take a vitamin or take a supplement? Or, you know, when you say, you know, proper nutrition, take me through what you're, what you mean by that. Well, I keep that
0: pretty simple, too, (laughs) and proper nutrition for me is, and I I get asked all the time, what diet, you know, Mm -hmm. proper nutrition for me is don't eat a lot of processed foods. I have a motto. If it comes in a bag, a box, or a can, and it will last in your pantry for a couple years, it's probably got something in there that's not good for your body. Yeah. Yeah. If you can stop, limit the amount of sugar. You know, sugar is a neurotoxin. It's a toxin to the brain. Start reading the back of the, of the boxes. Read the wrapper. When I pick up a wrapper and if I can't pr- pronounce more than one or two of the words on the back of the wrapper, I'm not going to eat it
2: because <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love it. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. That's a, that's a really good motto. <laughs> It's so true. We got to keep it simple. Yeah, and 94% of us drink caffeinated beverages, <clears throat> present company included, because I, you know, I'm up at 4 in the morning or before. So, how problematic is caffeine for sleep or for your health in general?
0: Well, I think it, it that ties into your genetics. Mm-hmm. I think it also ties into balance because I would when I I, know I have a lot of clients that drink a lot of of coffee, okay, okay, for every cup of coffee you drink, drink sixteen ounces of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about creating balance, yes. and a lot I've had several that have cut back their coffee. I can't drink that much water. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, but it's really setting your priority, and it's really making acknowledging on every level. With yourself, with your friends, with your family, yeah. you've got to take care of the brain. It's an organ, just like you know, the skin is the largest organ we have. Mm-hmm. And as we age, we tend to take very good care of the care of the skin because yes. it, it mirrors our age. Well, let's do the same for the brain. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's so true, and and a lot of people don't realize. I mean, being in the news business my entire life. You know, we often talk talk about shift work and a lack of sleep, and it's true that when you are sleep deprived, your body goes into some kind of a, I don't know, situation where it just you you cannot. It's impossible to lose weight, right? And so all this goes to the health. If somebody, let's say, is listening and says, "Oh, well, I'm going to drink my coffee or this that," but part of this is if you if you want to just look good, like you said, for your skin or looking good, maybe you want to lose that little. 5 pounds before the holiday season hits the truth is the sleep and the and nutrition eating whole foods actually ironically helps you lose weight or sleep better and get healthier. Absolutely it's all about balance. <laughs> well Lee Richardson until next time my friend thank you so much for checking in with us and Lee Richardson a great brain health coach and consultant who offers great advice author as well thanks Lee